1: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
2: Love that sweet music. And for those that are just watching this for the first time, ooh, let's turn that bad boy on, right? Make sure that we are rocking and rolling. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Hold on, I got to Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. All right. The show brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books. You can go online and find out more about them over at tunicatravel.com. We would highly recommend that you do so. They've got some incredible things going on down there. So go over, tunicatravel.com, find out for yourself exactly how wonderful it is you can follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at ChrisBGiannini. You can find everything you need to about the show over at winningcureseverything.com. Our YouTube, the podcasts, our previews, our picks, our, just everything is right there. Our Facebook, all that wonderful stuff. Uh, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate that. Hit that subscribe button, then unclick it and unsubscribe, and then subscribe again, and that because it helps the numbers. Somehow, some way, whatever this Apple algorithm is... Did I say algorithm? Yeah. Whatever it is, it helps those numbers. So leave a nice review. Share the show out. Tell your buddies about it. Hit subscribe on YouTube, if you would, so kindly. Leave us some comments. Tell us what we got wrong, what we got right. We would appreciate all of that. Chris, you ready to fire into the ACC Coastal? I think so. You think so? I think so. Are we going to be way off on some of these? Probably.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm good with that. Sometimes we do that. Um, you're, you're far more informed on some of these teams than I am.
2: My wife would agree, because I spend hours and hours on this, and it's re- because I've done it for 130 teams now. Like, this is absurd. I probably, like, this is not my job. I would like for it to be my job. I would love for it to be job. Which is why I put it in the work.
1: That's, I was just about to say, yeah. But, uh,
2: but it's not my job currently, and my wife reminds me of that religiously, and that's okay. I understand where she's coming from. We got a one year old at the house. She's got two jobs. I got this and my regular job and the one year old, and we got fam. We got all this stuff. And yet, football is that important to me. Football's been here for me my whole life. My whole life. Correct. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm, I I mean, listen, just, I,
1: I got four jobs.
2: This is what it is. Yeah, you do. You got a whole lot of jobs. And we'll talk more about those as the season goes along. <laughs> but either way, let's start this thing off. The Duke Blue Devils, the Dukies—is that what they call them? Is that I, I guess that's more of a basketball thing, right? I guess. I mean, this, I'm this,
1: sure you can call them that in both sports.
2: I guess so. Eight and five last year. Three and five in conference. They returned five starters on offense, nine on defense. Experience returning. They got uh, it's number sixty-three in the country, number eight in the conference. They're over under. It's five and a half, the over, the juice on it, minus 150, the under, plus 130. So Vegas thinks they're more likely to hit six wins than five. David Cutcliffe. We love David Cutcliffe. We do like David Cutcliffe. 67 and 72 in 11 years, which is it's crazy to think that he's been there for that long. Correct. Um, he always finds a way to coach up teams that don't look that good on paper. And this one definitely does not look that good on paper. Quarterback Quentin Harris, fifth-year senior. He replaces Daniel Jones. He was 2 0 as a starter in relief duty, Uh, but no proven wideouts. They're going to lean more on the run than usual. Four out of five offensive linemen are back. They got two junior running backs. Uh, They're going to lean on the run a lot. Uh, At least the quarterback has some experience, but they went from number 21 total defense in in 2017 to number 77 in 2018. That was after losing Jim Knowles to Oklahoma State. Now they lose three out of their four leading tacklers. Uh, defensive end Chris Rumpf was a freshman All-American last year. They're going to lean heavily on him. Uh, the schedule is not kind whatsoever. And I, I always hate to pick this team to not make a bowl game, but I have them five and seven. So I've got them losing to Alabama in the, the opening week in Atlanta, then two straight wins over North Carolina a and and at Middle Tennessee State a loss at Virginia Tech, a win over Pitt, a win over Georgia Tech at home, a loss at Virginia, a win at North Carolina, and then I've got them losing the last four games, Notre Dame, Syracuse, at
1: Wake Forest, and Miami. We have the exact same game, the exact same record, 5-7. and seven, And Would it surprise me if they found a way to win at
2: home against Syracuse or Miami or win at Wake Forest? No, it would not surprise me. I, this David Cook always finds a way to make a bowl game. But that's right.
1: But, he but also, it also wouldn't surprise me if they lost that North Carolina game. Right. Or if they lost the game at, you know, home to Pitt. Yeah. I mean, it's... Like, I mean, it... There's...
2: there's Or
1: even at Middle Tennessee State.
2: Like, I know Middle Tennessee State, like, they don't return hardly anything, but, like, that would that's a road game. Hey, yeah, but that would surprise me. Uh, you know, all I'm saying, that David Cuklip is... Return. He's 67 and 72, yep. right? Like, that is an overall losing record. But what he has done here has been almost miraculous. He has made this team a very competitive team in this league, uh, and the ACC was not always as weak as it appears. You know, this year or in the past couple of years, um, but man, I just I don't see how this team this season can get to a bowl game.
1: Yeah, Daniel Jones did go number
2: six overall. overall. We don't we don't but think like, he's supposed to, but, but
1: but like he was still projected to be a first round quarterback, even if it wasn't that early. Like, everyone thought he belongs in the NFL, right? Yeah. You just don't lose that and move on, I don't think, maybe. God, I mean, it's he's become such a punchline. It's hard to say that and think, well, yeah, but not like he was great. He was pretty
2: he, he good. He was good. And and don't, I mean, look, I, you can't underestimate Quentin Harris too much. 2-0 as a starter in relief duty, and he's beaten some pretty good teams. So... I mean, yes, I could see them going six and six and making a bowl game, but I, I don't see them being really any better than that.
1: Like, do you agree? Yeah. Oh, their ceiling would be six and six. Yeah, like that. It would shock me if they went six and or seven five. Seven and five, five. Yeah. Seven and five I, I think, is is strong. Strong.
2: Uh, yes, that would be completely proving everybody wrong. That's um, right. And. Don't underestimate David Kukliff, right. Correct. Like he, he now, if anybody
1: that. could take a new quarterback and coach him up, I mean, well, especially a knows, senior quarterback. Yeah, this guy knows quarterbacks. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, so it wouldn't. I, I don't know. It, I got 7 five and seven. And and I, I, like I said, if they finish six and six, it wouldn't shock me. If they finish four and eight, it wouldn't shock me.
2: No, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, next, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, seven and six last year, five and three in the conference. I don't think any of that necessarily matters. Returning starters, they got four on offense, three on defense. Nationally, they returned the number 122 most experienced, which is not good. They are dead last in the conference. Jeff Collins, 15 and 10 in two years at Temple, but remember he was at Mississippi State, Florida before that. Uh, He is known for his defenses. He has a legit year zero. Like There are no expectations this year. They're having to restructure from the triple option that Paul Johnson built, which is... It's almost impossible to discuss what the offense is going to be like in year one. That's right. Uh, The offensive line has to change blocking schemes. Running backs are moving to wide receiver. Quarterbacks are actually going to throw the ball now. Uh, I mean, their quarterback last year threw the ball 15 times. Like, what are we talking about? That happens
1: in a quarter now.
2: Yeah. uh, Collins' defense is known for third down mayhem. They're still going to be able to do that. But they've only got three starters back and the front seven has very little actual in-game experience which could be a good thing like he can build them from from what he wants to be now he's from the atlanta area they're going to need to like, be,
1: build depth though that's the biggest thing with this defense the way he does such an attacking defense you're going to have to have depth because i think you're going to be on the field a lot
2: yes yes uh but i also think that they're going to rotate a lot like they he's going to get a lot of guys a lot of experience
1: which is he's not gonna gonna have be, to.
2: it's not going to be good for the record this that's year that's right but it will be good for the the when those guys
1: up. become juniors and seniors, it, yeah. it could bode very well.
2: And on on top of that,
1: like the
2: schedule is pretty ridiculous yep. for a team that is changing philosophy. It's pretty ridiculous for any team, really. But a team that's trying to change philosophies right now, like that is this one is way far out there. The over under is four. The over is plus one forty. The under is one sixty or minus one sixty. Uh, I've got them dead on that, and I, I wonder, like maybe I'm putting a little bit too much stock into Jeff Collins and what he's the, the excitement that he's building around the program because I've got him beating UCF, the Citadel, North Carolina, and Pitt.
1: Now, all home games, but. I, you've <laughs> kind of leaned on that a lot. I mean, you've had this conversation sometimes on camera, a little bit more off camera. Where the the home, home field advantage home maybe field is as, is, yeah. is I mean it matters but across college football home teams are going to lose a lot like it's just not we're at yeah. home we're going to chalk up wins I got them two and ten and I, I got them two and ten because I think this is going to be year zero yeah. I think this is going to be an overhaul Trent, the fact that he's a defensive guy I think could get him to three and nine because if they've got enough guys on the field and they can continue to run the ball. Because you're right, being a triple option team means they should still have athletic offensive linemen. But the problem is is those guys are usually such good athletes but not big, strong, moving people offensive linemen. You're doing a lot more cutting, pulling, and things of that nature. Will they be able to overpower even some of these other front sevens from schools like... Pitt or Wake Forest. I'm not. I'm not talking about can they move Clemson. We know no, the answer to that is no. It's can they Pitt, move
2: Pitt? Can they move North Carolina? Can they move North you know.
1: Carolina? Can they move these these other schools? I think that's going to be hard. Yeah. I think it's going to be really hard. I think non conference going to Temple is going to be tough. Yeah. Because because Temple's going to come at him for leaving. Oh yeah. I've got him
2: losing the game at Temple.
1: And in South Florida, I. I like Strong a lot more than you like Strong. I yeah. think that's going to be a hard game. I don't know that South Florida's is just going to mosey on in and take an nail. No, 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 I, and, I agree. And so, you. it just, there's not a lot of places where you can say, I think they're going to win this
2: four, game. Four and eight might be a little generous.
1: And two and ten might me. be rough. I mean, we, I mean. You yeah, know. We'll,
2: we'll see, right? That's this right. This is the complete, like, it, I would not touch this. Uh, this oh, I don't know. season win total. Anything because it, four like you could you could see them getting to four, but they're not going to go over that. And the under, uh I mean, it doesn't pay out well. So I mean, <laughs> minus one sixty, like it's <laughs> my
1: every almost every division that we've done so far. There's been at least one team on there where no matter how much I read about, it did not matter. Like I don't yeah. know, I don't know anything about them or what they're actually going to look like. I know the coaches I know like the kind of schemes that they, but I don't. I don't know what they're going to be like when they actually get on the field. Yeah. This yeah. is that team? I got no clue.
2: No, I'm, I'm with you. All right, let's move on. The Miami-Florida Hurricanes, 7-6 in 2018, 4-4 four and four in conference, four returning starters on offense, six on defense, experience returning number 83 in the country, number 10 in the conference. Their over-under is 8.5. To go over, it is plus 100, so it's even odds. To go under, it is minus 120. So it is more likely that they hit eight wins as opposed to going over. Uh, but Vegas sees it very closely. It's, right? Yeah,
0: that's,
1: that's, um, that's a normal bet. That's not too bad.
2: Manny Diaz, former defensive coordinator, takes over for Mark Richt, who decided rather than fire his son, he would just retire from the game. Uh, which is funny because his son lost his job anyway. So it's.
1: You know, well, yeah. Whatever. I mean, when that happens. You bring somebody in to fire. Mark Richt is
2: a very principled man and That's right. there are very few of those left in, in college football. In football
1: period, really. Like, or any, and just in life.
2: Yeah, just in life. Um so Diaz, he's been the defensive coordinator at Mississippi State, Texas, Louisiana Tech. Then he started at Miami in 2016. Uh this is I think it's perfect job for him.
1: Perfect Got job. a head coaching job at Temple and then for like turned around like 45 the, minutes. <laughs> and then Miami was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't sign that paper yet. Yep. Like, Come here. Did,
2: did you sign You already signed it? Okay. Well, we'll pay it anyway. Yeah. And buy, they,
1: pay to buy out they paid a buyout. They paid a buyout. So Temple has a free coach. Yeah.
2: And so Temple, of course, gets a payday from hiring him. And then Ed, they probably use that buyout to pay out uh, uh, old Rod over at uh, Northern Illinois. But let's, let's jump into this offense here. Quarterback, it's probably Tate Martell's job to lose. I think so. Uh, Rozier and Perry showed no development last year. Uh, they. Now they were probably good practice players. From what I heard, they were they were good in practice. But Nikosi Perry and Malik Razier, like, did nothing in games to to move along this offense. Running back, DJ Dallas could be a star. They hired in Dan Enos as offensive coordinator from Alabama. He was Alabama's passing game coordinator. Uh and what is it, quarterbacks coach, et cetera. So he they he should run more pro set here than he did at Alabama. At uh, Alabama, that was Loxley's offense. Like, that's, he was the one that that developed that thing. Uh, they were the number four total defense in the country last year, number 18 scoring defense, number one in the country in havoc rate. Now, that includes a lot of different things sack total and tackles for loss and, uh, you know, getting behind the line of scrims, all that kind of mess. Uh, five of their front seven return, like, that's, of their starting front seven. So that's always good. If this Did team, do those
1: numbers take into effect the bowl game or not?
2: Uh, well, yes. I mean, they they obviously take in the bowl game, but man, they. I'm, I'm not talking about rushing. I know, I know that's
1: only 13, one out of thirteen games to account for. Yeah,
2: but that was an ugly. Well, I mean, that's probably why the scoring defense was number eighteen instead of like number twelve, right? I mean, they they but they still only gave up thirty five points. They yeah, just, but,
1: but yardage and 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 or just rushing, rushing yeah. defense. I thought that would have.
2: If heard, if this team had been able scored. to score. Even just slightly more than they did last year. They could have got blown Uh, away by somebody else. Well, they could have been a top-ten team last year. Like, they remember, they were a top-ten team the year before, and they just could not do anything on offense whatsoever. The schedule sets up nicely, but the main question is, of course, what is Manny Diaz going to be like as a head coach? I really don't know if I like my prediction on this. (laughs) Okay. But... uh. But I've got them at ten and two. Whoa! I think they've got significantly more talent than a lot of these teams. Their home schedule is awesome. Their road schedule is awesome. Like they are—they don't play Clemson. Like their toughest out-of-conference game is Florida. I, I think they lose the Florida game. I think they lose at Pitt. But you know, you, you've got at North Carolina, Bethune Cookman, Central Michigan. You got Virginia Tech at home after a bye week. You got Virginia at home right after Virginia Tech. You got Georgia Tech at home, who we just talked about. Uh, You play at Pitt, at Florida State. You got Louisville at home. You got at uh, at FIU and at Duke to close out the season. I think talent wise, if Tate Martell can just get the ball to these playmakers, because they got them. They they got playmakers, and this defense is legit. I like this team. I like the defensive-minded head coaches, obviously, more than the offensive. And, and yes, of course, you're going to get your Lincoln-Rileys that will be able to put up just ridiculous points. But if this offense can score, and I I trust Dan Enos to be able to score points. like he What he was able to do... Well, they just at, have talent. They but, have
1: talent. Talent's going to score well, points. Even,
2: even still, they had talent last year and weren't able to put up points, right? But that had a lot to do with the coaching scheme. Dan Enos at Arkansas with Brandon Allen and Austin and whoever, like he, under Brett Bielema, he was able to put up, you know, over 30 points a game in the SEC. What is he going to do against an ACC schedule like this? It, like, none of these are ridiculous defenses, right? Now, Virginia Tech, I, maybe they lose that one, but it's at home after a bye week, right? Uh, maybe they lose to Virginia, but it's at home You know, and they've got significantly more talent than Virginia. Virginia is still a work in progress. I think that this team, it like they needed a kick in the pants, and I think that Rick resigning and Manny Diaz taking the reins, Manny Diaz was what held that team together last year, and I think that this pushes them even further ahead.
1: I think that they go ten and two, seven and one in conference. I've got them nine and three. I think if you were to look at teams home away record you would find that outside of your teams that win 10 11 games every year that it that it doesn't it doesn't swing as much as you think it does and then I also think that well sometimes teams, teams are more comfortable at
2: home and it makes it easier to lose games like that's yeah, that was the yeah, thing about we'll Alabama down, whatever
1: yeah. and then and at then you Alabama also Alabama for
2: years like every game that they lost was at home like they that's right. they weren't losing the road and
1: games. then I would also think that there are certain coaches you don't want to play them coming off their bye week. But for the most part, I would bet teams are really close to 50-50 off their bye Agreed. or more closer to the to the mean than I mean if they're an 11 win team every year or a 10 win team every year like Alabama or your Clemsons or something like that, then then yeah, obviously they they win all their games. Yeah. But I think they're going to go 9 and 3. I think all three games they could lose are all going to be home games because I think those are the best coached teams are going to play with comparable talent. I, no way Virginia has the talent they have, but Virginia might be the best coached team that they're going to play against. Yes, I do agree with I, that. I love Justin Fuente. I want good things for him. Hurt my feelings last year. But I still <laughs> think he's a really good head coach. He's more proven at what he can do than what Manny Diaz is. Yeah. And and trust me, Virginia Tech's not lacking in dudes either. No. Okay? So, and then... Florida, Dan Mullins, I think all of those are home games. And I think I think you could easily lose those games. Now, there's a chance you could win all those games. Yes. And we're looking at a big-time ACC championship game that we haven't yeah. had in a long time. See, well, this is the now, problem but, the ACC has. See, that's
2: Two years ago, you had Miami as a like, yep. top-five Team.
1: Yeah, but th- we all we all watched that team, and, and we all knew yeah. they had no chance, right? Yeah. Like, like, their record said they were one thing, but they weren't. That yeah. schedule that year was so This schedule.
2: Could be the same thing.
1: Could be. I mean, like, no, if, Florida, if Florida ends up being an eight-win team or a seven-win team, I don't think they will be, but let, let's say they just something happens and all kind of wheels fall apart or whatever. They've had a rough offseason, by the way. That's not out of the realm of questions. But if that happens... And Miami goes on a run here. I think I think Manny Diaz is going to have a tougher, more physical, aggressive team than anything Mark Rick has had in a long time. I thought that that Miami team back a couple years back was fraudulent. I think most of the national media thought they were fraudulent. Yes. Only people that didn't. Were people that were trying to hype the game up because they needed a re- record. Yes. And, and they needed they needed eyeballs to come watch this thing. Everyone felt Clemson's going to kill them. Yeah. And Clemson killed them.
2: Yeah, they did. Now, you're right. You're right. I'm with you. Uh, so I've got them 10 and 2. You got them 9 and 3. Nine but I'm not, we're not over, that far. Over, off. though, the number, right? Yeah, over 8.5. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's it, like, is that. Well, so the over is even money. Yeah. But, I mean, the way the schedule sets up, it's just. Is what it is. Let's move on. The North Carolina Tar Heels. Mac fighting Mac Browns. Mac Jeez. is back, baby. That's right. Two and nine last year. That's the reason Larry Fedora was let go. One and seven in the conference returning starters. They got four on offense, six on defense back. Experience returning, number 103 in the country. That's good for number 12 in the acc The over-under is five. Over is minus 125. The under juice is plus 105. So they think it's more likely they will hit six as opposed to four. We'll, we'll discuss this. But um, Mac Brown, 244, 122, and one in 30 years of coaching. They brought in offensive coordinator Phil Longo from Ole Miss and defensive coordinator Jay Bateman. The offensive strength is going to be at running back. You got Michael Carter and Antonio Williams. Uh, but Brown hired Longo to run the up-tempo air raid. He wanted to improve the offense, do the air raid, move things fast, right? So he wanted things to go fast, but I don't know how well that works with the defensive coordinator that they brought in, right? I was just about to
1: say, this is oil and water.
2: Yes, they brought in defensive coordinator Jay Bateman, who likes to blitz from like a 3-4 and a 4-3 scheme, I mean, you, you got defensive end Tomlin Fox and linebacker uh, Dominique Ross. They will flourish in a defense like this. The issue is Bateman is used to coaching a defense that's on the field for like 20 minutes a game. I was just about to say where the offense and runs
1: the ball, controls time of possession, controls the line of scrimmage, yes. playing from a short field. Yeah, you know those types of things. And it, and now, now we're going to it. Uh,
2: a lot of three and outs. A lot of. They are more likely to be on the field. The defense is more likely to be on the field for 40 minutes when they've got Longo's offense, as opposed to the other way around. 20 right? minutes and their typical so, offense. Uh, will he still be as aggressive? I don't know. I'm I'm super curious to see how this is going to work. Because like you put all these pieces together and you're like. Oh well, he was great here, and he was great here, and like we can do all of this different stuff. But it's like,
1: not how football works. Exactly. We've watched this for so long. Time football yeah. The other thing is, is I don't know anything about the talent. Like you can go look at the recruiting rankings and, and things like this. North Carolina is not the worst team in the ACC. They're not the best team in the ACC talent wise. W- when you're looking at places like rivals stuff, but like I don't, I don't know how all of these pieces, coaching talent. It, are these offensive guys now? Larry Fedora was an offensive guy, so he should have some offensive talent here. But at the same time, he wasn't running an air raid. No, I mean and he was
2: running a spread. He was running but a spread. It,
1: it was it, and it was
2: up tempo, but not as up tempo as like what Phil Longo right. was used to. So,
1: and like the talent on the defensive side of the ball. And then to cut you off, but the no, same no, thing right. is is these guys weren't attacking defenses back then. No, they were very much back on their heels. Plain defense, not aggressive defense. And can you just take these guys and just ask them to do something different? Going a little bit of tangent, I know we're trying to go faster, but but Mike Lombardi always talks about how when you look in the NFL, cornerbacks go from one team to another yeah. and how they're the best corner in the league and then they go to this other team and they're one of the worst. And he said because there's two types of corners, there's attacking corners and there, and there are soft corners. And he said, you can be the best at, at one. Nobody's great at both. But if you're a soft corner and nobody ever throws your way because you just cover the guy like a blanket yeah. and they move you to an attacking defense, you you're get, not going to be that good. You get dusted everybody, everywhere by every receiver, not just the elite of the elite, everybody. yeah. And defensive coordinators can't figure out, well, why can this guy not play? Because he's good at a different thing than what you're asking him to do. Yes, I think this defense, that's not... We talk about this on offense, going from a triple ops to a spread or something of that nature. Defensive players have tendencies and skill sets that they are used to doing, just like offensive players. Oh, yeah. They're about to get asked to do something they've never been asked to do before that we've seen in college.
2: Well, the other side of this is, how long are the reigns that Mac Brown is going to give to Phil Longo and Jay Bateman, right? Like, how he is not used to coaching these types of defenses or offenses like he's just not used to coaching this type of football and for him to bring in these guys rather than something that he is comfortable and familiar with was really strange like i, I think that there's talent on the roster obviously but is it enough to uh, to circumvent the philosophies that he's trying to bring in right now because these two philosophies just I'm very
1: curious as to how much decision-making he had in all of this stuff to begin with. I'm sure that they ran stuff by him, or is this an organization that said, we would like these guys to coach with you, and Mac just wanted to be back in the game, and he's very much, we all assume, CEO-type coach. Yeah. And if that's the case, we need him fundraising, we need him shaking hands, kissing babies, and trying to get that emergency 20 from the you know extra extra booster to to kind of bring some money back into the program yeah. and get people excited again and but it's, we're going to hire these guys to coach but there's no cohesiveness there that rarely works in football yeah it it's there's so much more that has to go into it i've got this team 4 and 8
2: i've got them 4 and 8 as well oh man I, i've got them 1 and 7 in the conference
1: i kind of thought i was being generous at 4 and 8 too
2: I mean, I've I've got the win at Wake Forest to like early on. I've got a win over App State. I've got a win uh, over Mercer, and I've got a win at home against Virginia because I think the defense sometimes uh, when bigger teams underestimate teams that are a little hungry, a little desperate. um, Some of those things can swing either way. Four and
1: eight. If this team finished two and ten, would it surprise you? Not in these slightest. Not me neither, but man. But it I mean, wouldn't
2: surprise me if they get to a bowl game either. Oh, then like that would a, shock the, the hell out of me.
1: The thing is,
2: well, I mean, the so over under That's where we're different. The over unders five and Vegas, like it, I, it's I, I over know, minus
1: one twenty five. I know what Vegas is doing. I get that. So it would. And, I, shock and me. I've been wrong before. It would absolutely shock the hell out of me.
2: I, okay. I, can I mean, see it. it would.
1: It, it really would surprise me. I mainly because I don't believe. In Mac Brown as a as a as a leader or a coach anymore. And I don't know that you can just take this guy and take this guy and just say, well, you're a good defensive coordinator, you do your job, and you're a good offensive coordinator, you do your job. But at some point in time, we gotta say, what is the game gonna look like? Yeah. If you both succeed, it's great. But what happens when the offense is playing a good defense and you go three and out, five, six, Pretty series ringing. in a row. What happens?
2: And and you've been on the field for less. And, than and we've
1: a and we've yeah. I was about to say. And we've killed, you know, a couple of minutes off of clock in four positions, and the defense is just dragging. This is going to be one of those teams that if it's bad, they're going to be like Louisville last year. Not in everybody quitting or whatever. They won't cover a single spread. Yeah. The it's, games it's they busted. lose, they're going to get dusted because a defense. You're, you're going to eventually get to be able to where you can score. And if they're blitzing. All the time, and they're really attacking. That's when big plays happen. If yeah. you miss, it kills you. Yeah. You're Alabama, you can do that. Your Clemson, LSU, big defensive Auburn. Georgia, great defensive program. But they, they
2: will get blasted Michigan, by, Michigan State, by some of these teams that right. can put
1: up points. You you miss on those big blitzes and you get aggressive defensively, you're talking about to the house.
2: Yeah. Now You're right. All right, we got three teams left. We've already Sorry. hit our 30-minute mark. So... We don't worry about going over. It's all good. We just rocking and rolling. I'm bad at this. Pitt Panthers, Pittsburgh, seven and seven last year, six and two. They were your ACC Coastal champions. I know. It's kind of surprising. It surprises me so yeah. much. Returning starters. They've got five on offense, five on defense. Back experience. Returning number seventy nine in the country. That is good for ninth in the ACC. Their over-under is five and a half. The over-juice is minus 150, so they expect them to go uh, six wins. The under is plus 130. Pat Narduzzi, 28 and 24 in four years. He is replacing two 1,000-yard rushers, four offensive linemen, and 12 starters overall. Former uh, UMass uh, head coach Mark Whipple is the new offensive coordinator. That could be a good thing, I guess, uh, because they were so heavily uh, reliant on the run last year. Uh, but they they've got quarterback Kenny Pickett back, wide receiver uh, Maurice French, uh, got those two guys to work with. Obviously, that is a foundation to build on. The final six games of last year, their opponents averaged only 323 yards per game. I was strong. Yeah, lots strong. of upperclassmen starting, but they are young and experienced uh, behind them. Not much for Whipple to work with, but the team is built. Physical defense is obviously going to help some. I. They they really surprised me the back half of last year, but a lot of that was those offensive linemen and the running backs. Controlling,
1: right? cold, yeah. controlling line scrimmage, controlling the game clock, defensive staying off the field so when they're on the field, they, they can really, be aggressive really and they can they can make big stands. I agree. The I don't schedule, think they can do that. The this schedule year. this year is brutal. They're non-conference games. They got three against three real good teams.
2: Yeah. Uh, they, they've got uh, and, Ohio, and
1: State, and My, Ohio. 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 Not gonna be a pushover.
2: No, no, not in the slightest. I no. do have them beating Ohio. I do too. But um, I've got them beating Delaware. I've got them beating Miami at Georgia Tech, and then I've got them beating North Carolina. I think they lose at Virginia Tech. I lose to Boston College. Uh, lose at Syracuse. Lose at Duke. Lose to UCF. Lose to Penn State, and lose the opening game to Virginia. I've got them at five and seven. I've Got them three and nine. And, Holy and mackerel! And, and, and I think Narduzzi's better than
1: that. Well, you. you but that's it. I. I just don't. I don't think they're beating Miami. If we think Miami is what they are, you're, you're seeing that's a home game and we're going to upset somebody. Yeah. But If they upset somebody and they go four and, and, and eight, it wouldn't surprise me. I think they would do it early against Virginia or or maybe there is a chance, we covered this in the Big Ten uh, preview earlier, which was it wouldn't shock me if Penn State has kind of a collapse and they, they win yeah. that game. That's all on the road, but that's also a game I don't think Penn that's not gonna be a night game at Penn State, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. So that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me either. If they beat BC, I have them losing to BC. If they beat BC, that wouldn't shock me. It's a home game the end season. I just don't see them getting to the six wins. I can't believe this team was the team that represented the, the division. Coastal division last year. Um Whew. and and I I think their schedule this year is just I don't know Ooh. what it looked like last year, I know this. It ain't the same. They got four non-conference games that are going to make them fight like hell.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and they did that last year. Right. They Well, not not to this extent. No, not to they, this they extent. Played, they played Penn State last year. But, you know, it. Pitt always does this. Uh, and, and they may shock us again, but Narduzzi has got to find a way to stabilize
1: this team. He's a good coach. Yeah. But at some point in time, he's got to find a way to recruit. I don't see him... Um, I mean,
2: remember with Matt Canada, they upset number one Clemson on the road in year one. They went eight and four. Right. They were like, they looked like the trending team. That's what got Canada on the map. And then the next year, like after Canada leaves, they just they bottom out. That's right. Now, but but even that, even bottoming out, even not making a oh, whole yeah, game, they beat two, number number, number right two or say. three Miami.
1: That's right. Yeah, like, but like I said, we that was the year that we kind of didn't know what we thought about Miami.
2: Yeah. That's and uh, I mean, Miami had won what, like they beat Notre Dame, who was a top five team, top ten team or whatever, and blasted them in the Orange Bowl like two weeks before that. So, you know, you just you never know what to make of these teams. Sometimes they're all paper tigers, and it is what it is. Yeah, I
1: could be I could be way off on this.
2: I've got them five and seven because they're they're going to beat somebody. You're right and. Like Narduzzi does that. This team is really physical.
1: I probably could just, yeah, just give them an extra win because I think they're gonna pull an upset off somewhere.
2: Yeah. Next up, the Virginia Cavaliers, eight and five last year, four and four in the conference. Returning starters, they got six on offense, seven on defense. Experience returning, number 56 in the country, number five in the conference. They're over-under. The juice is the same on both sides. Minus 110. The over-under is seven and a half regular season wins. Head coach Bronco Mendenhall, 16-22 and in three years at the helm, has taken Virginia to -to back-to-back bowls. Uh, That's the first time since 2004-2005 for this team. I like Bronco so much. Oh, yeah. Quarterback Bryce Perkins returns, and wide receiver Joe Reed could absolutely break out. The offense needs the young offensive line to step up. They had the number 20 total defense in 2018. They are loaded at all three areas on defense. Uh, The defense is going to be lights out again this year. That's what Bronco Mendenhall does. Sure. Um, with Miami, Georgia Tech, and North Carolina debuting new coaches, this is the year for them to win the division, which sounds kind of crazy considering Bronco's only been there for three years. But, like, it's it's funny to look back. Everybody thought, oh, man, Virginia Tech nailed the Justin Fuente hire. Virginia, Bronco Mendenhall, how is that going to work? He's coming in. Like, what is what are they going to do? That's like, right. how is he going to transition from BYU to this? And truth is, good coaching, it don't matter where you put them, they are going to understand how to build a team from the ground up. Correct. He has laid the perfect foundation here. Bryce Perkins, at quarterback, he is just a, a difference maker. Not so much in like playmaking ability, etc., which he's, he's good, but that entire team is different with him on the field. That's right. So with him being back, senior season, like I love this team this year. The schedule, kind of difficult, but... That's okay. I think they win a lot of games. I think they go 9 and 3. They finally get the Virginia Tech monkey off their back. I think they are 6 and 2 in the conference. I don't think that they win the division though. I've got Miami in there.
1: You got Miami winning that. Yeah. Okay. But it,
2: it wouldn't surprise me if they were to go and win at Miami and they go 10 and 2 and they win the
1: division. And they win the division. That would that would change it's, it. That would change it. I've got them 9 and 3 too. I've got Miami 9 and 3. I've got them 9 and 3 and um Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech, 9-3. We haven't got the Virginia Tech yet, but I, I I don't know that they get the Virginia Tech monkey off their back yet. Maybe they do. I know it's at home, but I don't know that that matters. I think, I think there are going to be just as many VATEC fans there as, as Virginia fans. You think
2: Virginia's got a chance to beat Notre Dame? I mean, it's on
1: the road. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, hang on. Remember what we talk about with Notre Dame fans at home, okay? Every – Ticket that is sold on the aftermarket
0: with a all big program
1: team. is because this is your one chance to go to Notre Dame. Yeah. And so every Virginia fan for for their entire life is going to finally get a chance. They're spending whatever they got to spend. To go to Notre Dame. And they're going to go to Notre Dame. We saw this with Georgia. Now Georgia's substantially better team and better program than Virginia, but it doesn't matter. It does not matter. This is the one opportunity that Virginia is going to have to go there in a long, long, long time, I think that place will be almost halfway Virginia fans. I don't know about halfway, but no, it, it, but, you, be but a you, they're, yeah. they're going to be enough to where you don't have a substantial crowd advantage. Yeah, there's now, no you got to sleep advantage. on your own home in your own bed, and and you get to go to the restaurants that you know and you like, and your, your routine. It's a little different, but the crowd behind you and maybe getting calls because of that not happening. Yeah, just just not going to be so over overwhelmed with Notre Dame fans because that's just another game for them.
2: Yeah, now you're you're right, you're right. Let's finish up. Come on, the Virginia Tech Hokies six and seven last year, first losing season in
1: years. Uh, just I, didn't, a I didn't even bad loss to Old Dominion.
2: Yeah, uh, four and four in conference though. They returned five starters on offense. 11 on defense. They got a lot back on defense. Um, that doesn't mean that they're all going to start this year, but, you know, they, they got a lot of them back. Uh, number 42 in the country and experience returning. Number 3 in the conference. Their over-under is 8. The over-juice is minus 115. The under is minus 105. Justin, ba- ba- basically even. Basically even, yeah. Justin Fuente, 25 and 15 in three years. Went from 19 wins in the first two years to just six last year, so that's not good. You would hope that you would continue growing. Quarterback Josh Jackson transferred to Maryland, but senior Ryan Willis is back, and he's got receiving threats galore on this. Defensive coordinator Bud Foster announced he is retiring after this season. He had nine freshmen or sophomores starting in the Military Bowl. They will be much more experienced this year, and they will be better for all of that experience from last year. Uh, Four years in, and they've got no real offensive superstars. That's a little uh, concerning, all right? Uh, they're thin at quarterback and running back. They've got a lot of transfers. What, like, I want to know what's going on with this program, with all the people transferring out, with the, there's just a lot going on here. And it's strange, right? It's weird. It it is strange. Like, you expected things to be a lot more stable. Like, is Bud Foster being forced out, or... Like because of course you've heard the rumors that he and Fuente don't get along all that well. Whatever, uh, it was strange anyway that he stuck around after Beamer left, but
1: he wanted what, to keep coaching. I think that's okay.
2: Well, yeah, but uh, like, he he could have had a number of other jobs. But
1: yeah, but that's been his home forever. Yeah, I mean, that's just him. I mean, they, packing up and moving somewhere else at that age when you've done all those things, and yeah. he's the kind of guy that I recruited these kids. I think he's he's leaving on his own. I think he wanted to retire, but I think. I do think that Bud Foster's the kind of man, Frank Beamers this kind of guy too, which is why I think it was so hard for him to eventually retire and hang it up. But he's leaving now. All the kids that he recruited and he brought in under him and Frank, this is their senior year. This is it. He's going out with those seniors. I think that's a little bit of a special thing. I want it so bad to get them to 10 wins. I want it so bad. I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But yeah. I, I wanted that because I think – Defensively, they could find something special. I, I think. I think these. I think their players are going to play. And okay, so they're going to be inexperienced be quarterback. But that doesn't scare me with Justin. Coach Fuente can coach quarterback. He can coach offense. He's going to yeah. figure this thing out. They're going to well, put Ryan, up points.
2: Ryan Willis played uh, in every game after the Old Dominion game last year. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. They were able to put up some points. Nothing.
1: Nothing about. Nothing about the quarterback position scares me at all with, with Fuente at the helm. It's just one of those things where I just trust him. They're gonna be fine. Um they might not get along, but they're gonna if things start rolling their way. I think
2: I think the majority of the drama is probably behind them. I think so. I think that's that's the good thing, right?
1: I'll tell you this if they go undefeated all the way up until and this is not I mean this is this tough beating Boston college at Boston College open season, getting through Duke if they get to Miami and they can win that Miami game. I think you're going to see um, a little, a little more cohesion. You're, now they're on the map. Now yeah, everybody's it, nobody's looking at them.
2: The four games before that, like at well, Boston yeah. College, oh, they Old definitely Dominion. made
1: sure we're not losing a non-conference game. Yeah. we're. we're you, you want a safe bet? Old Dominion. I don't know what the spread is. Just just buy Tech. Buy yeah. Tech by a million. They're not losing that game again. Now you're right. I. I I think there's something special. I've got them nine and three. I think Bud Foster is not going to quit on this team.
2: You see what that record is? Nine and three.
1: Nine
2: and three. I want I wanted, the
1: I wanted ten. Thing. I wanted ten and two. If they win at Miami,
2: uh, all bets are off at that point.
1: I think. I think they have. They, and if they're undefeated going to Miami, do you have them with beating Boston College?
2: Yeah, I got them. I got them beating Boston College. So what, what three losses you got? got you got a, the Virginia game. That's I've got difference. at Miami. Okay. I've got at Notre Dame and I've got at Virginia. Okay. So, so I
1: so I I haven't beaten Virginia because I just don't think Bud Foster is going to lose his last game. I just think that defense is going to be special. It's
2: it's on the road. Virginia hasn't beaten them in forever and I'm going against my my normal thing which is if you haven't beaten them in forever, you got to show me first before I can pick you. But in this no, case
1: that's that's that stuff I never care about because this team is so much different than every year the teams just are they're so much are different. different. None yeah. of, of the other crap matters. No, I'm, I'm with
2: you. Well, I'd say, like Florida last year. I didn't think Florida State was going to be as bad as they were. And I picked Florida State before the season, thinking that, okay, by the end of the season, Willie Taggart's going to have it turned around. They're playing until, you know, all that kind of mess. Well, so either way, Virginia Tech, we both got them nine and three.
1: Yeah. Who you got coming out of this conference?
2: I've got uh You got Miami. I've got Miami out of this division. So but, I've got but, all three of those it wouldn't surprise me if Virginia or Virginia Tech were to come out.
1: I've got all three of those at nine and three, but I have Miami beating both of Virginia and Virginia Tech. I think if one of those two teams pulls off the of course, if Virginia beats them and then loses to Va Tech, we've got this weird It's a weird move. W- and and the other wins are non conference wins or losses. You
2: know? Well Notre Dame plays both a of lot them. of them, yeah. Is what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think Miami right now, ask me after the Florida game. I've got Florida winning, but, I mean, we'll see. So it's I, I don't feel super confident about any of this because they are all just put them in a bag, shake them up, whoever pops out, right?
1: Well, yeah, we've got a lot of question marks, so
2: you've that got to watch this to team answered.
1: scene before we can.
2: You, yeah. You've got that right. All right, that's going to wrap up today's show. This is Winning Cures Everything. Go over to winningcureseverything.com to find out more information about us. Hit subscribe on YouTube. Leave us some comments. Tell us what we got wrong, what we got right. We appreciate all of it. You can trash talk if you want to. We're going to bring it right back. So hopefully you don't get offended. Um, <laughs> leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Share out the show. Uh, go to tunicatravel.com. We will see you guys again next time.